Welcome to the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Haymonth Das. Haymonth is the Principal Advisor for India Initiatives here at the University of Virginia Darden School of Business, and he and I recently connected via Zoom to talk about his background, what led him to Darden, how things are going in India, what he enjoys about working with prospective MBA students, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Haymonth Das. Haymonth, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Brett. Uh, Great to be here. It's great to have you here. Um, For our listeners, uh, where are you in the world right now? Uh, Brett, I'm based out of Mumbai in India, but right now I'm in the eastern part of the country in a small town called Rorkela. This is where I grew up. This is where I was born. So I'm just here for a little uh, little while, and then I'll be heading back to Mumbai soon. All right. So a, a little bit of time on the road for you in the, in the days ahead. Absolutely, yeah. All right. Well, India has certainly been in the news over the over the past year with uh, COVID and uh, the experience the country has had uh, dealing with with COVID. How are things right now? How how are you doing? How how is your family doing? Uh, I'm doing well, and uh, thanks for asking. The family is doing great as well. Yes, uh, India kind of took a big hit in terms of the number of cases, and uh, we've all seen the kind of newspaper reports and the you know the reports on the television. Uh, things were quite bad, but uh, you know, happy to see the the kind of recovery so happening so quickly. The number of cases have gone down drastically now. Uh, a lot of the country is beginning to open up uh, with some restrictions, uh, and the Indian government has been really pushing for uh, vaccinations in a very aggressive fashion, which is great news because that means uh, every single day there are a lot more people getting uh, their doses, uh, getting fully vaccinated which should kind of help, uh, you know, in terms of uh, recovery. Uh, This is also the time of the festive season. Uh, So the government is kind of just watching it carefully just to make sure that there's no further spike. But so far, so good. We haven't seen uh, a big spike in cases uh, and the numbers are quite low and they continue to drop, which is great news. Are you going to be able to gather uh, with your family and loved ones for the festivities? Yeah, that's the kind of idea. I mean, this is where uh, my family is. So we are here just for a, a brief period of time to get to meet some other people. And then uh, everyone kind of goes back to their kind of, uh, you know, their cities where they come from. So, yeah, I mean, basically a little uh, time to kind of get to meet everyone. What do you enjoy about this time of year in, in India? Is there something in particular you look forward to? Uh, Brett, I think this is uh, the festive season and in India you have uh, the festivities spread across a period of time. Uh, so it starts now and then goes on uh, till Diwali, uh, which is uh, in early November. So there's a lot of stuff happening and I think with restrictions kind of getting lifted off, uh, it's still kind of quite muted, but you can see some kind of element of cheer and some kind of element of activity happening, which was not there last year. For me personally, it's just about kind of meeting family and kind of uh, being, uh, you know, part of this kind of festive season, observing uh, things that are happening around you uh, and just kind of uh, enjoying the entire experience. 
Well, I think about Diwali every, every year when it rolls around because there's typically a, a celebration also at, at Darden. Um, uh, have you been able to connect with those with those students as they, they plan for, for Diwali? Have you been able to participate maybe virtually in, in some of the celebrations in, in past years? I, I actually have, uh, you know, I keep hearing about the celebrations. I keep seeing the photographs, but uh, haven't been able to kind of participate in one so far. But I'm sure I will do that in the coming days. But yeah, it's something that, you know, that, that's a very interesting uh, festival and, uh, you know, it brings a lot of good cheer and it's great to see people kind of participating and celebrating that across. All right. Well, Hemant, let's talk a little bit more uh, about you and your story. Um, tell us about your background. Okay. Uh, so, uh, like I said earlier, I kind of grew up uh, in this small city in India. Then I kind of moved to Bangalore to study. And after doing my MBA, I have kind of worked across different industries in different uh, countries. So I worked in online travel, I worked in online gaming, I worked in consumer durables, I worked for an ad advertising agency, uh, all big brands, uh, global brands. And then with one of my companies, I got a chance to uh, move to the United Kingdom. So I was based out of London for uh, around 10, 10 and a half years, just over a decade. And while I was at London, uh, I got a chance to work with a couple of startups. I worked for uh, Expedia, which is a big travel company. I worked for a logistics startup. And while I was in the UK, I also uh, went back to school. Uh, so I did my exec, uh, executive MBA from the Judge Business School at University of Cambridge. Uh, this was in uh, 2011, 2013, uh, and it was a great experience kind of going back to school and kind of, you know, uh, getting into the classroom again. And uh, yeah, so uh, one of the things, uh, a few things which have been themes which have been common all across, I've always been involved in uh, marketing, uh, brand strategy, go to market in some form or the other, right? And a part of that is what I'm doing at Darden as well. So uh, yeah. So I've been um, kind of had the opportunity to work in different sectors, work in different markets and uh, live in different countries as well. So th that was a, uh, a great experience. And I kind of came back to India uh, beginning of 2015. Uh, so I'm, uh, like I said before, I'm based sort of uh, Mumbai in India right now. We've had many different professional lives. It's, it's, it sounds yeah. like. Um, how did you decide to get into higher education? What what led you to say, you know, I, I'd like to, I'd like to take on this role at, at the University of Virginia Darden School of Business. So thanks, Brett, for asking that because uh, I mean, education in some way or the other was something that I was very interested in getting into. It was just that you know, it was uh, uh, in a way it was marinating. Uh, I was thinking about which area to get in and exploring opportunities. Uh, once I went, had that experience at University of uh, Cambridge at Judge Business School, I started kind of thinking about it a lot more that, you know, uh, I have kind of had a chance to kind of get high quality education. Um, it would be great to kind of work in the space in some way or the other. So when I kind of came back to India, I had a chance to work with an edtech startup uh, in India. And for four, uh, just over four years, I had a chance to work with Ivy League schools and uh, a lot of big schools in the uh, rest of the world as well around uh, uh, you know, executive education uh, programs and lifelong learning. Because the idea is that you know, uh, you know, the opportunity is to kind of keep learning, 
and keep revisiting. So this is all this was kind of really fascinating for me and uh, you know the, the transformative effect of education, right? So when the opportunity at Darden came along, uh, what really attracted me was the fact that I get to wear a lot of different hats. I get to draw upon all the experiences that I've had uh, early on working in different sectors, different areas, and try and kind of almost like uh, bring in and kind of create a recipe to kind of do something uh, to, you know, to further the impact of Darden in this region, right? So always been passionate about education, but over a period of time, uh, last, uh, you know, since 2015, I've been thinking very seriously about it. And then I had that opportunity to kind of get into it. All right. Well, tell us a little bit more about your role and the work that you're doing here, here at Darden. So you've already talked to us you know, eloquently about why you wanted to move into higher education, the opportunity that was here. Tell us about what, what you do at Darden. Okay, so uh, I uh, am part of the CGI team, the Center for Global Initiatives here at Darden. And within that team, I work as a principal advisor, uh, looking at India initiatives and initiatives in that part of the world. So what that means is basically I get to wear a lot of different hats uh, and I get to wear, work with, uh, you know, the Darden enterprise across. Um, I get to work with admissions, alumni, partnerships, communications and marketing, and any other area which has kind of a touch point in India and the region, right? So, uh, you know, uh, if we are looking at some partnerships in uh, India, I'll get involved. Uh, if we are looking at recruiting specific kind of profiles, I'll get involved. If you're looking at doing some alumni profiles, I'll get involved. And uh, uh, marketing, uh, uh, if I'm, if you're launching some digital marketing activities or doing something around the brand, or PR in this part of the world, uh, which helps create impact and awareness of the Darton brand, uh, I'll get involved. So I get to wear a lot of different hats uh, and that's kind of really, uh, you know, I'm really grateful for that because it allows me to kind of learn, uh, uh, you know, on a regular basis, uh, go into different areas and kind of learn from uh, experiences of different stakeholders. So for me, that's a great experience and I'm learning every single day about how you know, things work, what we can do better, how we can kind of learn from each other and keep uh, rolling out different things. Well, that's a very big region. India is also a very large country, very diverse country. How do you think about getting your, your arms around something uh, that's so large, so diverse, um, and obviously many other countries uh, in, in Asia, across the region that Darden has connections with? I think in a given year, I think Darden connects with maybe folks in over 80 countries, um, yeah. and just a huge global presence. And, and obviously, uh, Asia region is, is part of that. Um, so how do, you, how do you think about orienting to something like that? Uh, that's a great question, Brett. Uh, you know, so essentially, uh, you need to kind of, uh, I mean, break it down, essentially, you know, uh, like that joke goes, you know, how do you eat an elephant? You know, you, uh, uh, you, know, you do that piece by piece, right? Uh, so on the lighter side, I mean, that was on the lighter side. So, I mean, essentially, uh, you break it down and kind of uh, think about what are the areas that you need to be kind of focusing on. Like if I just give an example of admissions, like, so for example, uh, we know where, uh, which are the top schools in India, right? Where the students come from, which are the kind of organizations we get students from, what kind of work level experience they have. Uh, and though India is a huge country, most of our audience that we are interested in comes from specific uh, metropolitan cities or environments, right? 
So then it becomes a lot more manageable in terms of uh, how do I kind of approach this areas where I have impact in terms of partnerships that I might be trying to create or uh, prospective students that I might be trying to recruit or uh, uh, other opportunities that I could be looking at. So I, I think it's about kind of doing that research, doing that homework and trying to break it up in terms of which are the areas that you need to kind of go into for the maximum impact. So when you think about connecting with students, obviously you've been a student before in an executive MBA program. Um, what do you enjoy about, about that work of helping people kind of think through their MBA journey and, and taking the step in their, their professional and, and educational uh, lives? I think uh, even though I kind of have spoken to so many students, uh, every single student uh, is a unique conversation uh, because they have their own story, they have their own journey, they are coming from a specific place and they want to kind of land up in a specific place, right? So for me, it's uh, amazing to be given an opportunity to be able to unpack that journey and kind of almost walk with them part of the way uh, and kind of help and guide them in terms of understanding, you know, what's uh, in front of them and kind of uh, helping them kind of understand and kind of give them that information, right? But I, I just am really fascinated by uh, talking to the students, hearing their journey, hearing their backgrounds. And uh, you, you might think that a lot of students might be similar, but every single student has some unique kind of element, unique kind of perspective to their journey. So one of the things um, that is interesting to me about your location in the world is that, you know, what is it, about 10 and a half hours difference or so um, between East Coast and, and India? And so how do you think about navigating that time difference, the geography, all of these kinds of things and staying connected uh, to what's going on at Darden? So I think, uh, Brett, uh, you know, because I've worked kind of in that kind of an environment before where I've had kind of uh, partnerships in the United States and Europe. So I'm kind of used to that. But uh, in a way, this works very well because, you know, um, there's an overlap between the beginning of the day at Darden and the close of, you know, play for me, right? So that overlap is great because as... I start kind of communicating. Most of my meetings are around, uh, you know, early morning, uh, Darden time, which is evening or late afternoon for India time. So that's a nice kind of overlap where we can discuss. And uh, even if I'm not able to discuss by the time I get an email and I'm able to respond by the time someone kind of comes back into work at Darden, right? So it worked very well, you know, uh, in terms of kind of, making sure that we are kind of uh, connecting and kind of exchanging views and responding to whatever we might be working on. Yeah, we've had executive MBA students who've been basically halfway around the world in places like Indonesia and Fiji. Yeah. And they've actually said that, you know, it's, it's when you have the maybe six or seven hour time difference that, that things get really tricky because all of a sudden, yeah. you know, it becomes middle of the night or you know, when you're trying to navigate some of these meeting times. But if there's a big enough time difference, you know, maybe 12 hours in some of these cases, it actually works out just okay. So um, I, think about, yeah. I think about our students from Indonesia who said, well, you know, distance class is typically Tuesday and Thursday evenings here on the East Coast, 7 to 8.30. For them, it's Wednesday and Friday mornings so, <laughs> from maybe 6 a.m. to 7, 7.30 or something like that. And so um, 
if you can have a big enough difference, it, it actually is a, is a lot smoother. And it works very well, like you said, Brett, because, you know, like uh, I can schedule uh, the sessions or meetings or what I need to do in a way that uh, allows me to kind of take advantage of that, right? So I'm maybe not starting very early in India. I'm maybe starting a little late because then I can kind of keep going uh, and kind of keep doing stuff, right? So it works out well. Well, what do you enjoy about the work that you do that you're doing? Uh, you've been at Darden for a while now. It probably feels, uh, you know, maybe less new. I, I, I think about you as someone that I, I see all, all the time on, on meetings and uh, hear your name all the time. Particularly this time of year, as we're in the thick of the admission season. Um, so, so what do you enjoy about the work that you're doing, Heyman? I, I think uh, uh, one of the reasons I mentioned earlier that it's always fascinating to kind of. Uh, talk to people who are, uh, as in prospective students, who are about to start the journey, right? And it's great to talk to people who have gone through the journey, alums, right? Uh, where are they in life right now? Where has their Darden journey taken them? Which part of the world are they in? What are they doing? It's really fascinating to kind of hear their story. And for them to kind of say that, look, you know, I went to Darden really long time back, but I remember this faculty, I remember this professor, I love this experience. And I, I'm doing this because, you know, uh, of my Darden, experience of my Darden journey, right? So that's really fascinating to see that transformation from someone who's coming in with maybe uh, a few years of experience, having some thoughts and ideas, and then going on to do really exciting things, really transformative things, right? So that's one element. The second element is the fact that uh, you get to kind of, I get to work on a lot of different things, right? For example, I collaborated with the CNM team to kind of uh, look at opportunities for PR or opportunities to run very targeted kind of uh, campaigns in specific markets uh, or work with the careers team to kind of look at what are the opportunities for, uh, you know, international students who, who might be thinking about looking at other, uh, you know, markets uh, outside of US to kind of go and work in. So, you know, you're always kind of learning. You're always kind of thinking about, okay, uh, this is a new thing that I didn't know before. Uh, so you're kind of learning from a lot of different areas. And, uh, you know, I think the fact that it's a very supportive community, uh, you know, everyone is really helpful. Uh, you kind of get to, I, I reach out to a lot of different people and say, you know, uh, I'm thinking about this. I really don't know how to get that information. What do you think about it? And, and people kind of come out and help me and, you know, uh, uh, that allows me to kind of uh, do what I'm doing, right? So yeah, so some of, some of the things that kind of make me really happy about what I'm doing. Have you been able to connect with the Darden Alumni Network? In, in India, it sounds like you're starting to build some of those relationships and maybe you're a lot further along than, than just starting to build those relationships. Actually, uh, yeah, I mean, just before the pandemic started, I had a big schedule of people that I wanted to kind of meet in person. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen, but uh, I'm grateful that we had an opportunity to connect with a lot of LMs uh, over virtual calls, or they were part of some sessions that we were doing. So yes, I've been able to kind of connect with a lot of people, and uh, what I do uh, uh, is I keep sharing what's happening at Darden in terms of things that they would love to know about or kind of like to get updates on. Uh, this is obviously in addition to whatever we are kind of we keep sharing through our uh, different channels. And uh, what I'm really looking forward to is when things kind of settle down and we are, uh, it's safe to kind of travel to do a lot of in-person sessions with them so that, you know, uh, even alums would love to meet each other. Sometimes they are not able to because of their schedules. 
get some prospective students in there and if some faculty or uh, senior leaders from Darden are traveling to that part of the world to get them all together in a room, right? Uh, have chats and kind of uh, think about their journey and kind of guide them, guide uh, the new generation who is coming in. What's your impression of, of the Darden Alumni Network there in India? I think of India as a place where uh, we see strong prospective student interest. There's always strong interest, uh, I mean, strong, a strong presence in, in our matriculated classes from India. I know that some of the folks, they remain in the US, uh, some of the folks ultimately choose to go back back home uh, to India. It, it feels like uh, there should be a robust alumni presence there. And also, of course, we've traveled to India with our global executive MBA program and, and now our executive MBA program as part of the global residencies in the past. So it's a place where, where there's a Darden, Darden footprint to be sure. But what's your impression as someone who's there on the ground of the Darden alumni presence in, in India? I, I think uh, it's a very engaged kind of community, right? Uh, they are regularly in touch. They are kind of interacting, exchanging notes, kind of uh, talking to each other. Uh, and obviously, whenever there is kind of uh, events which are happening where faculty is traveling or someone uh, from the leadership team is traveling, they are there. They kind of make time out to come out and talk to each other. Uh, we have seen them being very supportive and helpful in terms of uh, whenever we are doing some admissions activity or prospective student uh, outreach activity, they're happy to kind of help out and uh, come and do stuff. Uh, and, and they are kind of doing great stuff. I mean, uh, uh, right now, uh, the, you know, the startup culture is amazing. It's doing really well in India. And it's great to see some uh, Darden alums at the forefront of it doing really great. Uh, then there are uh, alums who have kind of, uh, who are doing very interesting stuff in different areas, right? Who have worked in, uh, different parts of the world and now have come back to India and are doing some amazing stuff, really inspirational stuff, uh, which is going to have massive impact, not only in India, but uh, parts of other parts of the world as well, which are quite similar. So it's great to see those journeys, great to see that kind of transformation that they are kind of, they have they've had, and now they are kind of bringing in, uh, in their organizations or the kind of work they are involved in. Well, Hemant, I, I, I know, your work at Darden is, is just part of how you spend your time. One of the things that has been fun to ask podcast guests about is, have you picked up any hobbies, interests? Are you reading any books right now? Podcasts that you enjoy, movies you've watched, anything um, that you'd want to mention here that you enjoy doing in your free time? Actually, I've uh, started cycling a lot more. Uh, so I've become a regular cyclist now and I, uh, uh, so, uh, quick, uh, you know, trivia. Uh, I do. I live in Mumbai. Uh, I've never lived in Mumbai before. Uh, I have visited Mumbai before. I kind of started living there, and interestingly, a lot of Mumbai that I know now is because I started cycling, right? And uh, I started cycling with a group which would keep introducing me to the, you know, different parts of Mumbai. So, a lot of Mumbai looks very familiar right now to me because uh, I have been cycling a lot, right? And, uh, you know, so that, that's something that I really kind of picked up uh, a lot. And the other thing that I've picked up, uh, you know, post, uh, I mean, just around the COVID uh, pandemic starting is uh, writing with fountain pens, right? Because, uh, you know, not many people uh, uh, write with fountain pens anymore. And it was great to kind of uh, get a few fountain pens and different things, different paper and experiment with that. Uh, I'm not a calligrapher, but 
I just uh, enjoy messing around with some fountain pens and some good ink. Well, riding a bike around a city seems like a great way to learn a little bit more uh, about that place. Um, now, Mumbai is like one of the world's largest cities, so you might uh, be exploring for, for a while. I feel like you could probably go months and months and months and maybe never go on the exact same bike ride. Although I'm sure there, I'm sure you have a few favorite rides. Anything that you like to check out uh, when you're when you're tooling around uh, Mumbai? I, actually, yeah, you're right, Brett. I think uh, Mumbai is such a diverse kind of and cosmopolitan kind of place, and it has such a lot of history, right? Uh, that you kind of come across things while you are cycling and then uh, you don't know, but you know this is something really major. And then you kind of ask someone and they give you a perspective that this is from, you know, when the Portuguese were here or whether the British were here or this is uh, even going back further. This is a big fort. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of, uh, I have a bunch of, uh, you know, friends who we go cycling and we try and, like you said, you know, try and take a different route every time. And that gives you a kind of a different, and Mumbai is a very fluid city, like, like any big city, it's very fluid, it's changing, right? So if you kind of go back in the same area after a while, something might be a little different, right? Something new might have come up, right? And of course, uh, you know, because you're cycling, uh, you are in the middle of it all, right? Uh, you're not insulated, like if you're sitting in a car or a bus or, a, you know. You are part of it, right? You you can hear the sounds and smells, and you know, you you are part of it, right? And I I, I think that's a great uh, place to be. And people stop you and ask you about things, uh, what you're doing, and you can kind of stop and ask people for you know directions or what the history is about that place. And most often than not, they'll they'll kind of uh, acknowledge it and indulge you with giving a story about that place. David Byrne, who was the lead singer in the in the Talking Heads, um, he is a Renaissance person. Um, he's very interested in a lot of different things, and one of the things that he enjoys doing when he's on tour is cycling around. Uh, and I think cycling generally, but when he's on tour, he he takes a portable bicycle with him and cycles around the towns where he's on tour. And he wrote a whole book about it. Um, there's a great wow. book about exploring cities on a bicycle and it makes a similar point um, that when you're in a car or a bus or you know subterranean on a, on a subway or something like that you're not quite getting the same perspective of the place as you as you do on two wheels uh, riding around on a bicycle so um, if you're looking for something to read hey mom uh, find a gentleman who feels similarly to you about the the joys of cycling in a, in a city but well, i need to check this out i think this will be really fascinating other thing, uh, you were kind of talking about books. So um, I, I kind of read a book, uh, again, cycling related about this guy who was, uh, he's an Indian guy who was a senior executive for Adidas, right? And he kind of uh, took a sabbatical and cycled down from Alaska down to uh, Argentina, South America. And this he, he did completely unsupported. Uh, and he kind of, in this book, uh, he talks about, uh, you know, his journey, uh, about, you know, how he came across beers in Alaska and how he was afraid and he was unsupported, right? So he would kind of, uh, you know, ask people if they, he could sleep in their backyard or, you know, and how people were very supportive to him. And uh, so that was a fascinating kind of read. And uh, he's very active in the speaker circuit. So I hope to kind of meet him 
when he's speaking at when any new session in Mumbai sometimes. So that was something I read quite recently. But I'll, I'll look up your suggestion about David Burns. I'll definitely check out his book. Yeah, I think you might, might enjoy it. Although I'm, I'm intrigued by a bike trip from Alaska to Argentina. I don't think I'd ever considered uh, that. I've heard of people hiking um, that sort of stretch all the way from from the United States down to Central in, in South America. I'd not, not thought about it on, on a bike. Um, so, gosh, I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out myself. So, um, I'll well, send hey, you a link for this, bit. yeah. Please do. Well, well hey, Month, it's been such a pleasure ca- catching up with you. Um, I wonder if you have any final tips, suggestions for our listeners. Obviously, we have a number of prospective student listeners here, undoubtedly some in, in India, tuning in and, and checking out the podcast. Any, any tips you would share with our listeners? I, I think, um, you know, something that I kind of tell prospective students is that kind of um, do your homework, do the research, right? Uh, you know, obviously you have, you're thinking about a lot of different things, kind of uh, give some time to kind of, uh, you know, percolate, kind of get in, marinate, so that you also have a very clear idea on what you're looking for and spend some time introspecting and reflecting in terms of who you are as a person what your journey is, what you're looking to get out of that, and then kind of start looking at, uh, you know, uh, start looking at it from that perspective, that filter, because then that will allow you to kind of understand. And also I would really recommend, uh, you know, uh, prospective students to take advantage of the massive resources that we have available. Podcasts like this, uh, that you run, uh, uh, blogs, uh, webinars, events that we do, uh, we can't do kind of in-person events right now, but there's so many virtual platforms that are available. I would really suggest, because every every time you kind of learn something new, it could be about faculty, it could be about case study, it could be about Charlottesville, it could be about career outcomes. So attend as many sessions you can, talk to students, uh, you know, talk to the admissions team, uh, reach out to me if you are in India. Uh, and that all gives you a perspective of what to expect when you're coming to Dart and what the Dart journey is all going to be all about. And, uh, you know, take advantage of that and that will allow you to put the best foot forward. Well, hey, Mont, thank you so much for your time today. I know I know it is fairly late there, there in India as we were recording this conversation. Always a pleasure catching up with you and thank you for sharing your story and, and all of these good tips and insights for our prospective students. Thanks, Brett. It was great to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And uh, it was great having the chat. And that was my interview with Haymoth Das, Principal Advisor for India Initiatives here at the University of Virginia Darden School of Business. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.